Episode 8 of the Posting and Toasting Podcast, Friday edition. Sean St. Jacques back here with you, excited for another Knicks podcast. Heading into your weekend, it is more Knicks talk season, it is just a couple of months away. We are still hammering at it during the off season. As always, a lot to get to on this week's episode. I have a lot of topics that I do want to touch on here uh, involving the team itself. I, I felt like I was a little uh, glass half full guy on the last show, maybe almost to a fall. I, know I, <laughs> I always feel like I go back and forth between that. And, and I feel like a lot of Knicks fans do because you, you, you're on opposite sides of the spectrum all the time. You know, if this happens, you know, maybe this is going to be good and it, it'll be positive and things like that. But then you look at the other side of the coin and it's, I don't know. You know, we've been we've been fooled so many times before. What's going to happen? And I and I'm kind of going a little bit glass half empty half empty later on in the show. Things that we need to, as fans, be smart about, be looking out for, be paying attention to, and also, I I do want to look into you know guys that need a little bit of. Uh, a kick in the rear end this season as well. I also have got to take a look at one big topic that I really haven't touched on on the show, and and that's how David Fisdale's season for next year, how important it's going to be. Whether, uh, you know, I guess I guess the big question I want to get to is how long is his leash? How long are we? How, how much of the part of the project is this going to be for him? What's the cutoff? Is he going to be, you know, it's the NBA. It's the NBA. Coaches get fired every year. What do you, what's, what's it going to look like for Fizdale next season, good or bad? And which players are under the most pressure to perform this season as well? And also, guys, I'm reaching out to you. I'm reaching out to you at the end of this show. I need your help. I'm reaching out to you. Uh, and I'm hoping you're going to help me out here. We'll see how that works out. I'll get to that later on in the show. But I want to start with this. I am cautiously optimistic about one player on this team. And this is a guy that I have a daily struggle with. As far as what are we going to see from him next year? What's going to happen with him? How how much of the positive are we going to see? And how much of it... How, you know, it's almost tough to put into words with him. And it may it may seem like, you know, yeah, this guy's the sure thing on the team. But on, on a rebuilding team, nothing's a sure thing. Keep that in mind. That's, that's something that you've really got to be able to have perspective on. This is a rebuild. Nothing's a sure thing. Things can change like that. Everyone's expendable. That's part of the deal. And I'm, and I'm, I want to buy in on Julius Randle. I really do. I, and I think I have on this show. I've really gone to bat for him, and he hasn't even played a game with the Knicks yet. I, for me, if we're talking about guys that we need to see it from, we need to see it from these guys. Julius Randle tops the list for me. He's on a three-year contract, guys. That's See, that's the part of the deal that I really like, is a lot of these deals that were signed in the free agency were two-year deals. We've talked about this. 
So after a year or two or two years, whatever the case may be, or midway through the first or second year, you can get rid of these guys and not feel too bad about it. Julius Randle is the only exception. He's on a three-year deal. He's getting a lot of money. He's only 24 years old. A lot is expected of him. And for me, all signs are pointing to positives for me if he's playing well. Number two on that list is probably R.J. Barrett. I got to see it from the top three pick. and Because there's always pressure on a top three pick. And it's about darn time a Knicks top pick steps up and does well. The Knicks made the obvious choice. They got the guy they wanted. They got the guy that fell to them at three. They got their guy. If they were at one, they would have gotten Zion. They weren't at one. They didn't want John Morant over R.J. Barrett. They got R.J. Barrett. I got to see it from him. But for me, it's Barrett's first year. Things are going to happen. Mistakes are going to be made. He's going to need some time. Julius Randle is darn near a veteran in this league now. 24, he's played five seasons, folks. Now, again, the first year he didn't play a whole lot, got hurt. Played, I think, one game that first year with the Lakers. But since then, it's been a different story. He has played 81, 74, 82, and 73 games from 2015-16 to last year where he had his career year with the Pelicans. This is not, well, yeah, he's on a three-year deal, so we'll see what happens. This is, he's on a three-year deal. He's the guy we want sticking around. He's the the cornerstone of the veteran guys, quote-unquote, that the Knicks signed in free agency. Julius Randle has got to be a huge part of the show. Him and Mitchell Robinson together have to be massive next season for the Knicks. Now, again, there's less pressure on Robinson. There's less pressure on Bear, or at least there should be in my mind. These are still young, developing players. But this is the age 25 season for Julius Randle. I've got to see him consistently putting up 30 a night. He's going to be getting a lot of touches. He averaged 21.5 points per game last season on a bad team. He was phenomenal last year with the Pelicans. Again, a a, a Pelicans team that had their star player give up on them. Gave up on them. Didn't want to be there. Julius Randle stepped up. This is the perfect opportunity for him to do that again. But it's New York. But it's this. But it's that. No excuses. Julius Randle, for me, has got to be the guy leading the charge whether it's by example or whatever the case may be. I'm not saying he has to be a leader on the team, but he better be a leading scorer on this team. He better be a leading rebounder on this team. He better be getting his teammates involved. He averaged three assists last year as well. This is a guy that can do a lot on the court. I got to see that in full bloom with the Knicks next year because there's no excuse. He's the guy. He's the guy. Whether we like it or not, he's the guy for next season. He's got to be putting up a bunch of big numbers for the Knicks. Or this plan's not working. He's got a lot of pressure on him. But I'll tell you what, he's handled it well so far. 
If you're if you're following Julius Randle on social media, you better like working out because goodness, the chains around the neck, the ripped shredded bod, 6 a.m. wake up calls, give me some of that. That's what I like to see. If I'm a Nick fan and I see that, I, I saw that the other day. Oh, fired up. So he's buying in. There's no question about that. He wants to get better. But as we know, as Knicks fans, you got to see it on the court next. Frank Nilakina, that's all you hear about Nilakina. Works hard every offseason. He's getting better. When's it going to show up on the court? Got to keep it coming from Julius Randle. Give me more of that. Give me more of that. And I'm going to feel really excited about next season. And just to switch gears a bit, that's why I'm excited about Julius Randle. I just told you I'm a little trepidatious. There's a lot of pressure on him. Can he live up to the hype? Can he live up to the pressure? More pressure than hype, I would say. If he does and sets the example for the young guys, like a Trier, a Knox, a Robinson, a Barrett. See, that's when cultures are built, folks. That's when cultures are built. That's when you're going to be like, you know what? Fizz knows what he's doing. It's working. Perry and Mills know what the bleep they're doing. It's working now. And for me, that's the phrase I want to be saying a lot next season for the Knicks. 2019-2020. It's starting to work. It's starting to work. That's what I want to be hearing from people. That's what I want to be saying. Guys, it's starting to work. It's working. What we've been sitting through is working. It's working. And if we're not hearing that, there's a problem. But that's the guy for me. Julius Randle is is the guy. He's got to be doing it. He's got to be putting up big numbers every night at the Garden. I got to see it. For me, if I had to choose one player that everything clicks for next season, it's Julius Randle. I know I want to see R.J. Barrett do well. I want to see Kevin Knox get better. I want to see Mitchell Robinson become a beast on the offensive side of the ball. But I have got to see Julius Randle be a beast. I've got to see him be the leader on this team, by example, on the court. If I can only, again, one guy, you're talking, you're telling me one guy. And I was thinking about, I was telling, I was talking to a number of people about this the other day. I can have one guy that just blows it out of the water for the Knicks. That's just phenomenal. It's Julius Randle. That's the guy for me. It is. R.J. Barrett's got time. Mitchell Robinson's got some time here. Kevin Knox has got time. The kid's a teenager, I think. Is he even 20 yet? I don't even know. Can't drink in New York City legally. In the United States legally, for that matter. It's a national law. Federal law. You, you can't tell me that it's on Kevin Knox next year. He's got to get better. I'm not saying that. Barrett's got to get better. He's 19 as well, by the way. 18, 19. He's a young kid. Pressure's on the guys that have been there and done that and put up the numbers. And Julius Randle tops the list. That's why he was brought in here. That's why he was brought in here, folks. He's expected to be the guy. Can he do that in New York? I'm, I, I don't know. 
That's why I'm worried. But I am really excited that he's bought in. He's he he's he's up for the challenge. Will he show it on the court? That's what I'm worried about. However, I like what I've seen so far. I can't I can't deny that. I love what I'm seeing on social media and what people are saying about him and the fact that he was involved briefly with being involved with Team USA. Again, that you know a lot of players haven't been there. We've talked about it. it's been discussed on the show, but I really liked his offseason so far. I really have. Because I think he realizes what this could do for his career. Not only if he sticks around for more than a three-year contract, but Julius Randle could do some things when he's right and he's getting better. So I'm excited to see what happens with him. I really am. And I'm curious to see what you guys think about who, who really needs to perform next season for the Knicks. Again, always... You guys can always hit me up in the comments on postingandtoasting.com. At SSaintJ7 on Twitter is how you can hit me up on social media. Let me know what you guys think about the Knicks in this upcoming season. I got to get into a topic that I really haven't touched on at all yet on the show. If I have it, I was racking my brain a couple of days ago when I was starting to put together the format for the show this week and I don't know where I'm at as far as David Fisdale's status for next season I, I I'm not entirely sure I've been racking my brain over this one guys and I just don't know I don't know I don't know where I'm at because it it, it we we're Knicks fans we have to talk about this and, and again I got I got stick from somebody some comment I don't even know who left the comment on the last show, and I, I thought last show, correct me if I'm wrong, I was extremely positive on the last show, maybe too positive, and I got, so I got, I, again, I wish I could remember, I, I honestly, I, somebody showed it to me, and I told that person, never show me these kind of comments again, I, I have very, it brings me into this, you guys have been awesome, I, I've, I've really appreciated you interacting with me, not only on social media, but also on postingandtoasting.com, giving me feedback, on the show, it's been overwhelmingly positive. And, I, and I'm extremely grateful that you guys have attached on to not only my podcast, but the entire Posting and Toasting podcast network. Again, we're, we're still in our infancy here, but the fact that you guys are enjoying it and sharing and spreading and commenting on the, on the content positively is huge. And, and we really appreciate that here at the Posting and Toasting podcast network. And I really do, especially on this show. But every once in a while, I think I've only gotten two. One was kind of a positive slash negative comment. My first real negative comment was somebody that said that I was negative about the Knicks on the last show. I don't think I could have been more positive about the Knicks on the last show. So if that person didn't like what they heard on the last show, they're not going to like where I'm going to go here. Because it's what if things go bad for the Knicks next year? What what if things stay the same? It could happen. Knowing, you know, we'd be fools not to bring this up. We've been here too many times before to not bring this stuff up. And I said on the last show, be positive now. This is the time. This is the time to be positive. And I'm on board with that. But it's only human nature to be thinking about what if things go wrong. And honestly, for me... 
This is the biggest part of that. What's going to happen with David Fisdale for me? I would be worried if I was David Fisdale and things don't go well next season. Because then then how long is this leash going to last? Again, I know the whole deal about the president, the GM, the coach. Together, they're a team thick as thieves. They don't go back they don't go back on each other ever. They stick to it through the end. If one of us goes, we all go. That's not how it works in the NBA. You can have that mentality now when you're trying to build something. But if it doesn't get built, the coach is always the first to go. I, I, how many examples do I need to bring up about this? We all I, It's not even worth discussing. It happens all the time. I think the only example that I, that I have that, that's gone against that is the Brett Brown situation with the Sixers. Because the whole plan was to stink for that long. And let's be honest, if, if, if the last two years didn't happen, Brett Brown would be gone. But they finally started to win. And Brett Brown has been part of that. Some people have still said, fire Brett Brown. Get him out of there. He can't coach when it matters the most. He doesn't know how to manage his, his bench, his roster. He can't drop inbounds plays. You hear that all the time from Philly fans. But they're winning. And the Sixers organization realized that Brett Brown signed up for the process. He got them through it. He took a lot of L's on that coaching resume to do it. And here they are. They are now perennially in the playoffs. And their plan is to get back there next year. And in my my opinion, if they don't win the East, he's gone. Because then what, what was the plan? You got to stick to the plan. It's the process, for God's sake. I'm being serious about that. Now, it's different with the Knicks. It's different with David Fisdale. Because this is the start. Again, really. I mean, you could argue the start was the you know previous year. But this is really where it's supposed to start being positives. It's supposed to be, hey... We've got some guys here. They're buying in and they're starting to put up some wins. Because that's the thing. I've talked about this first part on the podcast before where I got to see this guy do well. I got to see this guy do well. None of that matters if the Knicks aren't winning. At some point, you've got to start winning games. That's what happened with Brooklyn last year. Brooklyn's a perfect example of what the Knicks are trying to do. They're just a year ahead. And free agency proved that. Now, again, it could, you know, because of who they ended up getting going after, the Knicks, to be fair, went after the same players. I don't know if it's going to work out. And I would have said that if they'd come to the Knicks. I don't know if it's going to work out. I don't know if Kyrie's going to buy in. I don't know if KD's going to be healthy and 100%. I don't know if chemistry's going to be thrown out the window with this team. But the Knicks don't have to worry about that yet. They got to develop the chemistry and the culture first. And if that doesn't lead to wins, where does that leave David Fisdale? I don't know. How long's the leash? I'm curious to hear what Knicks fans out there have to say. For me, for me, I think you have to give him this season. But if things go well, let's see what happens next year. If they don't, then I start to struggle. I don't know. I really don't know what happens. If things don't go well, I don't know because I'm stuck in between two minds. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a break. I want to regather my thoughts on this because I still don't know. 
100% of where, where even my thoughts are on this. Take a quick break. Back after this, more Fizdale talk, more Knicks talk, and a, a big help. I need some help out of you guys after this Posting and Toasting podcast, Friday edition. All right, guys. I'm going to go right back in. I, I Two things I still need to get to on the show that I want to need your guys' help on. The big favor I, I need help from you is going to end the show. So I want to get to that last. Save the best for last, if you will. I still want to dive in to some of the to, to some of this other stuff as far as damage control with Nick fans for next year. But also, let me recollect my thoughts on David Fisdale here because I honestly, you know, and I've been thinking about this for a couple of weeks now. I don't know where I'm at. If the Knicks season doesn't go well next year, and let's say let's say for the sake of the argument, again, the Knicks had one of their worst seasons in franchise history last year. So obviously the bar is low for next season. It, it's easy to tell. It's very simple. And listen, that's not necessarily a bad thing for these young guys because it allows, it, it kind of allows Nick fans to kind of hop on board when they see, when they see the Knicks playing well again. But if things don't go well, if we have a similar situation to last year, it's not going to be 17 wins like it was last year. A total tank job. In my opinion, I, I don't think that's going to happen. And if it does, then, well, we, we, we don't need to have this Fizdale discussion. We know what's going to happen. But for me, what's passable? What would make you happy as a Nick fan for next year? For me, I, the win, the win cutoff. For me, and I don't know if I'm being half empty or half full here. I really don't know. Maybe you can tell me in the comments. Tell me how uh, hardened I am inside over the Knicks. How oh, you know, you really aren't a true Nick fan because you complain and whine about the Knicks. Okay, yeah. Check the tape on that. Sure. Here's where I stand. For me, I gotta see 30 wins. 30 wins for me would be massive. If we're talking 35-40, now we're talking playoffs. So for me, for me, if we're talking real progress, things work out, players get better, wins are piling up. For me, I got to see 30 wins. That's where I'm at. Maybe that's a big improvement. 13 from last year. But I, I've got some young studs on this team now. Players are supposed to buy in. I, if you're, if you just shook your head at 30 wins, what do you? What's passable? 20. 25? That's not passable for me. What's wrong with asking for 30 wins? That's my question to you. We talked about the schedule on the last show. There's winnable stretches for the Knicks on this schedule. There's Listen, there's some brutal stretches. We've already, we talked about it on the last show. Go to the last show if you're not, or look at the schedule. If you're not convinced, 
But, guys, there are, geez, three or four big-time opportunities for the Knicks to get wins on the schedule. Beatable teams are there to be had. It's the East, for God's sake. So, 17? Give me a break. 20? Come on. 25 is low for me, too. I, come on now. I got to see 30 wins. That's, that's for me, is the cutoff for Fisdale. If we don't see this team get close to 30 wins or get to 30 wins, and the reason I'm going this route is because the bar's really low, but this is a different team than last year's team. There's no Luke Cornets on this roster anymore. You know, there's, they got rid of Kyle O'Quinn and Ron Baker. You know, Dennis Smith's going to be on for a full season. Julius Randle's on for a full season. Alfred Payton's on for a full season. Marcus Morris is on for a full season. You get another year out of Kevin Knox. You get another year out of Mitchell Robinson, out of Alonzo Trier. We see what Iggy Brasdakis and R.J. Barrett bring to the roster. Damian Dotson can try to emerge on this roster. And then we see what the veterans do. We see what Reggie Bullock can do if he stays healthy. Taj Gibson has that veteran presence. Bobby Portis. Can the Knicks find a diamond in the rough in Bobby Portis? What's Nilakina going to give you? To me, I don't think that's asking too much. Plus 13? They only won 17 games. I'm not saying 30 to 43. I'm not saying not even close to the playoffs. I'm giving you the middle ground. That's just math. I'm giving you the middle ground. Because for me, if the Knicks don't get 30 wins or exceed expectations, then, then you got to, it's the NBA, it's the NBA, it's the NBA. What happens with Fizdale? Then you got to start wondering about that for me. It's not make or break for Fizdale. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not putting that much pressure on him because I think Fizdale is a really good coach. I really do. I'm a guy that bought, bought in on him from the get-go. I thought that he was a phenomenal hire. I still think he is, to be honest with you. But all I'm going to say is, don't be surprised if the Knicks are not thrilled when we're at the All-Star break and they're underachieving and there are rumors that the Knicks are looking at somewhere else. It's the NBA. It's a business. David Fisdale knows that. He signed up for this. Perry and Mills know that. They signed up for this. They know that this is not going to be a forever... This is not Phil Jackson where you get four years, do whatever you want, and at the end of the contract, yeah, you know what? You did really crap the bed. You're gone. This is not like that. There were no high expectations when these guys were hired. But... Now it's starting to build. The building blocks are being assembled. Can David Fisdale 
take the next step with this team? My answer is yes. But if it doesn't happen, this is the process. Now again, gun to my head, I think the Knicks will get 30 wins next year. I think they'll find a way to get there. I don't think they'll be in the playoffs at all. I don't think they'll come close. I think if you do, you're nuts. I think you're you're absolutely nuts to think that. I don't think many Knicks fans do think that. I think you guys are smart. I think Knicks fans are the, some of the smartest fans in the NBA. It's New York. We get it. We understand it. We've been there. We know basketball as well as any fan base in the NBA. We pay attention. We know the sport. It's in our blood. And if that's the case, you got to know that it's the NBA. It's a business. Now, I'll even say this. I'm rooting for David Fisdale. I want him to be the guy in four, five, six, however long it takes years to lift the Larry O'Brien trophy for the Knicks when this works out. I am praying that that happens. I think he can be the guy to do it. But if he's not the guy, he's not the guy. We'll find out, I think, this year. Because now he's got some toys to work with. It wasn't last year where, you know, the you know it's okay, we're making mistakes, but we're getting through it, and yada, 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 and we got to deal with the drama and all this stuff, and we're working it out, and yeah, you know, we're going to figure it out. It's a process, and blah, blah, blah. No, not anymore. Now it's the next step. You can't say that anymore now. We were expecting that last year. Now we're expecting progress. And again, this is what I want the thought to be by Knicks fans by the end of this season. It's working. It's working. Even if you're shocked, I want to hear it's working. Oh my God. It's actually working. The Knicks are actually getting better. They're winning games. They're playing well. They're beating some decent teams. That's what I want to hear at the end of this season. And if we don't hear that, I I don't know what the future is going to be with David Fisdale. I'm rooting for him. Please don't get me wrong. I am rooting for him to do it. To get the Knicks to where they need to go. To be part of it when it pays off. We all know what the end goal is. It's New York. And yes, the Knicks haven't won it since 73, 74. I think it was 72 and 73. They haven't won it since Clyde owned New York. Although we could argue he still does. It needs to start happening next season. And I already told you who's got to be part of it. I got to see Julius Randle be a fringe all-star next year. I got to see R.J. Barrett be, if not rookie of the year, right there. Or for us to say at the end of the season, how the heck is R.J. Barrett not rookie of the of the year? How'd they give it to Zion? Or how'd they give it to Cam Reddish? How'd they give it to John Moran? It was R.J. all the way. I got to see some of these other guys step up. And again, like I said on the last show, I actually think it's going to happen. I probably have more hope than most. And I have no right to have hope. You have no right to have hope. But here we are. I was saying this to a buddy of mine the other day. 
and this is a little bit off topic. Nick fans are the best in the NBA. Bar none. Bar none. They're the most knowledgeable, and maybe I'm biased, to say the least. They stick through it thick and thin, no matter what happens with the franchise. No matter what happens with James Dolan. Again, there's news today that the television network that broadcasts the Nick games has taken a huge hit. No matter what, Nick fans are there. They're going to show up. They're going to watch the games. It doesn't matter with Nick fans. You know, there are other fan bases that are doing really well. That are doing really well. Would kill to have the attendance that the Knicks have. Would kill for it. But they're not the same. They're not, they're, they're not cut from the same cloth. And maybe I'll get stick for this. It's the truth. Nick fa- There's nothing like Nick fans in the NBA. They are ride or die. So I'm going to say this as well. Enjoy this season because it could really work out. It really could. Be prepared for the worst. You have every right to to prepare for the worst. You don't know what's going to happen. It's basketball. It's sports. We don't know. But like I said on the last show, if it does work out, Enjoy this season because this could be the season that starts it off. This could be the start of it. This could be the start of the turnaround, the change. Dare I say the process that brings the Knicks back to where they belong, at the center of basketball. And and I'm rooting like hell for that. And I think it can happen. I really do. I've said this before on the show. I think it can happen. I think it will happen. I have the hope. I have the dreams. This is the time to have them. I I talked about this earlier. Listen, we'll have times on on this show during the season where the Knicks aren't playing well, and we'll talk about that. But for right now, be positive. And if people, like I got that one comment, again, one comment, but it's a comment from somebody saying, you know, how, you're not positive at all. Ignore those people. They don't buy in like you do. They don't. They haven't been through likely what we've been through as fans of the Knicks. They don't follow it day after day. Watch every game. Like you do. Like people that listen to this show. Like this posting and toasting fan base that we have here that's great. That knows what the bleep they're talking about. Those are the people that go are going to appreciate it when it goes right and understand it when it goes wrong. And that's why I love doing this show because you guys know this team and know what you're talking about and I love interacting with you guys. That leads me into my last segment here. I need your help. For those that don't know, we are thinking about changing the name of just this podcast, of my podcast here, which is currently the Posting and Toasting Podcast, of putting up air quotes, Friday edition, because that's when it comes out. It's a little bit newspaper-like. We're thinking of changing the name. We're thinking of adding a new name to this show, because the other show is, I think it's just the Posting and Toasting show. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Fine. 
And, and I think to differentiate it, we're thinking of changing the name of this show. And I want to hear from you. What ideas do you have uh, for show names? I'm not going to give you any caveats. I'm not going to give you any uh, do this, do that. I'm not going to give you any marching orders here. It's not a homework assignment. Uh, this is not a paper. Uh, you're not going to be, gr- well, you're going to be graded on it. If you, if you, <laughs> if you send in something, I'm going to, I'm going to respond. I, I want to know, uh, what you think. So I'm going to, I'm going to throw in my two cents on this. Uh, when you guys give me some, uh, responses, posting and toasting.com is the spot. I want to hear from you. And at SJ7 on Twitter as well. When this podcast goes out uh, Friday morning, I want to hear from you guys. What do you guys think are possible name ideas for this show? Uh, not posting and toasting. Obviously, we're trying to differentiate it from the other show. That's the goal. If we don't get there, we don't get there. Uh, it's not a huge deal, but I want to see what you guys think. Uh, I want you guys to be part of the show's history. I want you guys to be part of this. Uh, and if you give me some good ideas, we're going to consider them. That's the bottom line. So, I want to hear from you again at S St. J seven on Twitter. Uh, I've already thrown around a couple of names. I'm actually not going to share them. I thought about sharing them on this show. I don't want to do that only for one reason. Only one reason that I don't want to do this is because of this. I don't want you guys to just think that the job is done. I, I don't want it to be like, yeah, you know, Sean already came up with some ideas I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear what you guys have to say. I want to hear what you guys think the show should be called. And obviously there's going to be some that, you know, give me some ridiculous answers, but that's the price you pay for asking for help in this setting. It's social media, but who knows? You could name the show. That's, that's what's on the table for you guys. I'm giving you the option. I'm going a little rogue here. If you guys want to throw in some name ideas Now's the time. Speak up or forever hold your peace. This is your one opportunity. So right now, if you're listening to this, go on social media, at SJ7 on Twitter. I don't even care if you do it on iTunes. Go on iTunes, leave us a five-star rating and review for the podcast. I'm sure the other fellows would appreciate that as well. It's a team effort. Put it up, five-star it, and then give me a name idea for the show. And I'll be intrigued to see what you guys have to say. Uh, we'll, we'll, if we like it, we might use it. That's the thing. We really don't have too many ideas right now. Again, I have a couple in the back of my mind that I've got up my sleeve in case we need to do this quickly. But I want to hear from you. I want to get this right. So again, posting and toasting podcast, postingandtoasting.com. In the comments of our post, let us know what you think about some possible name ideas. I want to hear the name, and if you can give me an explanation as to why you're giving me the name that's actually legit, we will consider it. If you give me a solid name, that's going to help you out, but I'd like a little explanation as how you came up with it. The best ones I'll probably bring up on next week's show, to be sure. And I'm sure we'll get the, you know, oh, you know... Do it, you know, make it a French name because your last name's French kind of responses. Listen, I, I, if you come up with a funny French name, I will, I'll tip my cap. I don't, I, I like my last name. 
And for those that have appreciated it, you rock. But we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm excited, much like the Knicks. I'm a little worried. I'm a little excited. And I'm intrigued to see how this plays out. Guys, as always, thank you as always for listening to the show every week. Thank you for liking, for subscribing. Thank you also for giving us those ratings and reviews. We've had so many positive ones. Shout out to you guys as well in the comments on postingandtoasting.com. You guys rock. Keep it coming. Again, I'm probably going to start doing a Q&A on the show. I'd like to start that up. I haven't been able to do that on too many podcasts that I've done in the past. I'm going to try and do it for the next show if possible. Send me your questions in those comments for the next show. If you have questions that you want answered, I will answer them for you. That's what I'm here for. I will see you guys next week. Enjoy your weekend. And I will see you next time on the Posting and Toasting Podcast. For now, Friday edition.